All right, Ashley, sing us out. <laughs> Jason. And together we believe in intentional dreaming for international living. We left our lives and family in small town Iowa to move overseas. And now as it becomes a reality, we want to share our adventures and our experiences along the way. Let's say that last part together. (laughs) (laughs) Hey friends, it is episode 17 and we are recording this from a... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's correct. We are sitting in a catamaran sailboat, and it's like one of the last days on our. It's like the second to last day on our sailing okay, trip. Okay, let's stop. Let's stop right what? There. Okay, just to explain everything, we're currently on our sailing trip. Yes. And we're sitting with two, four of our friends. We two were gonna, couples, four friends. We're recording an episode of our podcast, which is from awesome. our sailing trip. Yes. In a bay on a boat. Turkey. Do our friends want to introduce themselves? Yes. Yeah, you can just say your names and whatever you want to be publicly known about you. Okay, I'm Michelle, and I met Katie and Jason through Ashley and Eric, who have not introduced themselves yet, but will do so now. Eventually. (laughs) I'm Brian. I'm uh, Michelle's husband. Oh yeah, he's here too. I'm Eric. I actually met Katie for the first time in India. But Maybe. could have could have met each other in Rustin. Well, you didn't let me finish my story. Oh, sorry. <laughs> All right. I'll let you finish your story. So I actually met Katie the first time in India, maybe six years ago, something like that. Five years ago. Mm-hmm. But we actually went to college together and have a ton of mutual friends. So we probably ran into each other and somehow knew each other before. But the first time we like actually know of was when we were in India. Yeah. And I'm Ashley. I... Met Jason like seven days ago, mm. and I met Katie in Istanbul. Like, I don't know how long when I lived there. When you lived there, this is fun because Ashley and Eric have been married for maybe five years now, and um, they've got friends Michelle and Brian. This is how we all came to be one big happy family of three married couples on a sailing boat. So the <laughs> sailing trip that we're on is with a company called Med Sailors, and they're a UK based company that does three different routes, uh, one in Croatia, one in Greece, and one in Turkey. And I actually found them through a blog that I follow. Um, It's a blog called Living in Another Language. But they talked about it, and then I kind of followed through on a a few different links, researched this company, and found out it was a company that caters to 20 and 30-somethings. Yeah, it's just a really kind of fun tour and couldn't find anything negative about it. I emailed the company because I didn't know anything about it. So I just asked them some questions and then I found some friends and here we are. So Jason, how did you feel about coming on a sailing trip? Yeah, Yeah. originally I was less inclined. I've never done anything like this before. And so it was kind of one of these things that I thought could either be really fun or just terrible. But it turned out to be great. This has been a really fun experience. We've had some rocky, choppy waves which seemed really bad, but apparently, according to our skipper... <laughs> that accent just comes out every once in a while, doesn't we've, it? We've hung out with a lot of Brits in the last uh I don't even know week. if that was like a British accent. Well, it doesn't matter. It just changes the way that I speak. <laughs> a 
according to our skipper, he said that like these these waves were nothing compared to what they could be. But anyway, even with the choppiness, we all got sick a little bit, but it turned out to be great. Let me say that how this came off about Jason feeling about this trip was I said, Jason, I really want to go on the sailing trip. And you said, no. No. Did I? Yeah. Okay. Well, I think so. I think you said, that looks interesting. It sounds like that. <laughs> <laughs> so how long did it take for us to like actually, like for me to actually convince you that we should do this? I don't know. Weeks, maybe. Because I'm pretty sure I mentioned this trip and then I said, I think Ashley and Eric would be really fun to go with. I think you just continued on like I had said yes. <laughs> and then I never told you to stop. You never said no. So, so I eventually said... you're like, oh, hey, can I have the credit card? Because <laughs> <laughs> we got to put a deposit down, you know, or something. I think I just said, well, let me find out as much information as I can. Because in the past, when I just bring up random, like, request to go travel the world, you're like, no, Katie, that's crazy. But if I can present an itinerary and a budget and really good reasons why we should go. And then, four other people. Right. Exactly. Then it seems a little bit more feasible yeah. for us or yeah. for me to persuade you that it would be an awesome idea. So I think before you even said we should do this, I emailed the company and then I messaged Ashley and Eric and then they found friends. And then I said, I think everyone's really serious about it. How do you really feel? Yeah. And then you said, if you really want to go on this, then we can do this. That turned out to be my answer most of the time. <laughs> if you really want to, then you can. That's how we've come to be. On a catamaran. In the Aegean? Where are we? We're in the Mediterranean. I think technically we're in Turkey. I suppose we are on the water. We're wherever Sergey took us because, let's be honest. Yeah. Though, I drove us here. It's true. Probably not wondering why we picked the time like this, but I'm going to tell you that September ended up being a really good time for all of us because in Turkey, they celebrate um, the Kurban Bayram or another word for it is Eid. Um, and it comes after Ramadan, the time of fasting for Muslims. At a, like Basically, Ramadan shifts every year, and so does this holiday called Kurban Bayram, or Eid. So this ended up being a really good week for all of us, because basically everything kind of shuts down, and Turks celebrate, and everyone kind of celebrates with either their family or by going someplace. So yeah, that's how that's worked. The boys and Katie actually sailed today. We did, and it was awesome. Yeah. So you can make the sailing trip however you want it to be. That's true. So you can learn to sail or you can just let other people sail. Which is what Ashley did. That's me. Okay, so I think, Katie, you had some questions (laughs) that we were going to talk through. Yeah, I did. So I thought it would be fun to mix it up a little for our podcast. It'd be fun to have everybody on here talking about our week instead of just us talking about our week. Yeah. Way more enjoyable. So what was your first question? Why did you choose to kind of go on the trip? Because Katie told us to. (laughs) That is a great reason. (laughs) Yeah, it was one of those things kind of like you guys. I don't think any of us had ever planned on sailing or had had the idea that sailing was something we wanted to do. But started looking into it. We were like, hey, why not? Sounds like it could be something fun to try. And then you roped Michelle and Brian into it. Well, I think for us, like one of the things is that since Ashley, Eric, Brian and I all live in Saudi Arabia, we have a lot of vacation days and a lot of these holidays like Eid where we can travel. And so you're kind of always looking for what is the next vacation going to be. And when someone comes up with a unique idea that we hadn't thought of before, like going sailing for a week, it was kind of like, yeah, we should we should just try that. It was really nothing that we'd ever planned to do. But when someone invites you to do something like that, 
I feel like you should always take the opportunity. Yeah, I, I think I uh, could relate with Jason a lot in this. In that Michelle thought it was a great idea, and I wasn't so sure. But <laughs> as, as the payment came due, there was not much to do but give her the credit. For <laughs> I have my own credit card, by the way. And I don't need to ask Brian for his credit card. Yeah, Katie card does. Too, so. <laughs> Even though she lives in Saudi Arabia, she is allowed to have a credit card. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think we, I think this kind of happened a little bit last minute. Like, I think by the time we actually booked, we weren't able to go on the Greece route. And so we, I think Turkey was the only place that was open. And then we paid our deposit. And then like a week later, they're like, and pay the rest of it. Yeah, but it turns out that that was good. Because apparently the Turkey route is like the most chill, kind of laid back. The Greece and Croatia routes are more like party routes and bigger, like they were saying, what, some of the Croatia ones have like 10 boats or 20 boats or something? Yeah, they're huge. Yeah, and where we only have three boats, so. The routes are pretty different, and we don't have to talk about it too much, but Turkey is the most relaxed. Yeah, and Turkey is the best country, so it all works out. <laughs> yeah, but I think preferably it would have been nice if y'all could have gotten to a place that had pork or a little bit more in abundance. Yeah, hey, but I had it... wild boar tonight, so that's pretty close. <laughs> yeah, and, and we delicious. had bacon this morning. Yeah, so that's a good day all around. There's a part of me that has a huge mental checklist that's never been written down, and I'm like, we should just do everything. And so if I see something cool, I'm like, yeah, we should do that. Mm-hmm. And we found out like Jason has no checklist. And if he if it doesn't sound good, he's like, yeah, I'm okay with not ever doing that in my entire life. Yeah. But since his wife is not like that, then we end up doing a lot of things. Yeah, we were talking about it earlier this week that Katie has a fear of missing out on things. And right. So if there's ever an opportunity to do something, she wants to do it. In that's case because it's awesome. That's because my Enneagram says that I'm a number eight. Or seven. It's a seven. It's a seven. Come I, on. I don't know enough about this. We'll talk about Enneagrams in another episode. <laughs> I don't think we will. <laughs> But anyway, she has a fear of missing out. And so any time there's an opportunity, she wants to take it. Whereas I am totally just content with not doing things. So it all works out in the end. Really? You just end up doing a bunch of things that you don't like? No, they, most of the time they turn out well. Well, since this whole week has been kind of like that, we can kind of transition into what's something that you really liked about this week. Um, it can be something unexpected, but it could also just be something that was... What was the highlight of the week? Seeing sea turtles. Did you see the one today? Yes, I found the one today. Oh. Oh, wow. But, and she found the ones on the first day, too. Oh, that's right. Like Ashley did have one spot. goal, to find turtles. And to... Par- uh, no. <laughs> No, that was not a goal. Just the turtles, actually. The turtles and what is the board thing called? Paddleboard. 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 I also wanted to paddleboard. Those were my only two goals. And you accomplished both of them rather well. Yeah. Well, we didn't see that many turtles. I actually didn't see any turtles yet. No, we did. When we were turtles. Yeah, in the stream. But when those are freshwater. When we were sailing out, what a couple days ago, I saw a couple. Yeah. Apparently, well, this bay has a lot of... Maybe in the morning. So maybe on the next podcast, we'll talk about how they were able to experience the beautiful turtle. Yeah. Maybe. I've only seen one, and it was from, like, really far away, and then it dove under. I have mm. a picture of it, though. Okay, what else? Very happy to have a catamaran. Oh, yeah. I was expecting to have a really small boat and be cramped the whole time, but this catamaran is very nice. Yeah, so Med Sailors started offering catamarans next summer, but for some reason there's one here and we got put on it, and <laughs> it's actually really nice. If you don't know what a catamaran is, we'll one, link it in the show notes, but two, explain it really briefly. Instead of just one long boat, 
This is going to be a terrible description. It's two boats. It's two boats. With a thing in between. Right. (laughs) That like links them together and there's like a hollow middle. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Two canoes with a houseboat on top of it. (laughs) (laughs) This is terrible. And you live in the canoes. Yes. You live in the canoes on the side. Yeah. And we each have our own bathroom, which is pretty amazing. Because we thought we were going to have like double, a double room and then maybe a shared bathroom. So we each have like our own ensuite and then our own double room. And there's showers in each cabin. That was quite unexpected. I would say a highlight for me was the paragliding. We all had the option to go paragliding. It's an optional activity. And um, I said no. And (laughs) as it turns out, everyone else said yes. But as it turns out, doubly, most of the people said yes just because everyone else said yes. And so there was a large contingent of us that didn't want to go but agreed anyway because of peer pressure. Which you never really succumb to. But this time I did because I was literally the only one. And And he had really good ears, so... Good yeah. peer pressure. But anyway, it was actually really, really awesome. And was really excited that you succumbed to the peer pressure. Yeah. We'll put some of the pictures in, in our show notes. We basically took a bus up a mountain, which was 1,700 meters, which is what in feet? Four, 5,000. It's always dangerous to do like math. Like a mile above a sea podcast. level. Yeah, really high. So we get to the top, and you can basically look over the cliff, and all you see is clouds. And those clouds are below you, not above you. Yeah, so we get strapped in and jump off and just kind of sail down. It was it was really incredible. Y'all should share your experience. <laughs> so the group got split up into two different buses that went to two different jump points. And so Ashley, Brian, and I were separate from everyone else in the group. Turns out it was a higher one. Yeah. The clouds really started to roll in around the time that we were all strapped in, ready to go, ready to jump off the mountain. But then they kind of just had to stand there for a few minutes, waiting for the wind conditions or the clouds. We weren't really sure because no one was explaining anything and there was just random talking in Turkish and no English. So we were kind of helplessly standing there wondering when or if we were going to jump off this mountain successfully. I think they only used like three words the whole time. Don't touch this. Run, run and sit. sit. <laughs> oh, sit. So there's like four phrases or smile. Yeah. Brian eventually went off with well, this guy. Well, so the, the person before me went off and my guy held his breath and then let it out and went, oh, as soon as the guy barely made it off the edge of the mountain. Basically, and, you were running down the gravel, right? Because right, ours right. was we like gravel. brick all the way around. And so so was... the guy in front of me like took off running. And they just barely made it off. And they, my guy clearly let out like a very relieved sigh and was like shaking his head and talking to the other guys in Turkish. Because the running helps like get the parachute because, actually up right, in the air. Right, right, right. But basically the guy in front barely made it. And then my guy, I was the next person in line. And so I was kind of like, all right, well, the guy said run really fast and don't stop running. So I'm going to make sure I run really hard when it becomes time. <laughs> so he sat there for like 10 more minutes and then finally he was like, run! And I took off running and we made it off the mountain just fine. But then... Then Ashley and I were standing there again for quite a long time uh, because the next girl who went after Brian didn't make it successfully off the mountain and tripped down the hill with her parachute and her guide attached to her and scraped up her leg and was very shaken up, obviously, because you don't want to botch the takeoff of a paragliding that's... Because you're on a gravel... Pretty frightening. Like, a gravel slope leading to a cliff. Yeah, she yeah, just fell down a mountain. Yeah. <laughs> she did survive, though. Let's just clarify that. Yeah, she's fine. She survived. 
But you said like she she went off and then like went over the mountain. So she kind of went her. over the edge from where we were. And so to us, it looked really terrifying because we didn't know how far of a drop off that was or what was happening to her or if she had just fallen to her death right in front of us and we weren't going to get built paragliding after all, which is what I was worried about. <laughs> <laughs> I was worried about dying. How, however, this hill that you had to go drive up to get up to where you jumped off was so scary that I was no longer scared to jump off the mountain. I was more scared that they might make me go back down the hill. <laughs> so keeping that in mind, yeah. I can understand Michelle's feelings of concern that she might not be able to jump. So basically, we just had to stand there waiting for a really long time, which gave you a lot of time to think about all the things that could go wrong or wonder what was going on, why it wasn't happening. But eventually, we all made it off, flew through the amazing clouds, saw the sunset over the beach, and landed successfully, and then was extremely fun. Yeah, it turned out really cool. Because tourism's a little bit down in Turkey, and we all know why, the price was just awesome. Our price included the flight and the video and all the pictures on the GoPro. It was really cool. So we have all these really cool pictures. And my guide, while we were in the air, he pulled out his cell phone and he put on <laughs> I Believe I Can Fly and then strapped it to my my vest and we flew through the air singing together i believe i can fly so that was pretty amazing that's fun if i ever become a paraglider i'm gonna find a theme song you and mustafa can both have theme songs. <laughs> me and mustafa we're gonna fly the air with our theme songs what were some other highlights i think the food was surprisingly good mm-hmm. so our captain sergey cooked lunch for us every day and breakfast and you just never know when you're on a relatively small boat, what kind of food they're going to be able to give to you. But it was awesome. Yeah, he did a really good job. That's included in our price. So we get breakfast and lunch, and then there's a dinner at the ports. And some ports are self-serve. It's like go out and find your own restaurant. And then some of the other ports are coves that only have one restaurant. And so you just have to pay whatever they tell you to. And the one we're at tonight, it's maybe generously called a restaurant. There's like literally some tables on the shore and then, I don't know, a hut and a fire. Um, and a flat screen TV that has like... <laughs> like a wooden frame. Yes. Yeah. Shiplap wooden frame. But the food actually turned out really, it was really good tonight. Looks can be deceiving, I guess. What else? I would say one of the cool things for me was just the pace of the days. The not really having a huge agenda, just knowing that we just had to be at the next port by 5 or 6 p.m. So like just randomly stopping and having a swim at a cove or a cave or just kind of relaxing throughout the day. I think that was just really, really nice to be able to swim or paddleboard or whatever you wanted to do and not have any plans and not have to check emails. Yeah, it turned out to be pretty chill. What was your next question, Katie? Oh, so I I like the sailing today. That's what I was going to say. I was like, oh, my thing. We talked about paragliding. But I like the sailing today, like learning how to sail. So one of my goals at the beginning of the week, I was talking to Jason. Sorry. I asked Jason at the beginning of the week what his goal was for the week. And he said the goal was to not die. And I said, you can't have any negative words in your goals. And he changed it to my goal is to be healthy at the end of the week. Healthy and alive, which isn't a goal either. But I accomplished. Yes. You have so far. We still have one more day. My goal was to learn how to sail the boat. And that's whenever I didn't realize we were going to be on a catamaran. And so we walk up on the port and we see the boat. And I was like, yeah, that my goal is just lost. Like not even going to worry about it this week. But today the skipper actually took time and like showed us how everything worked. And it was really cool. And you drove the boat for a while? I did. And I was really bad at it. (laughs) (laughs) I was. You got better. You got better. Yeah. 
So apparently the steering wheel is, is that what you call it? Yeah, probably not. Helm. 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 Is very sensitive. And so you only need to tilt it slightly in order to go right or left or to keep it straight. But it also is delayed. So you move it, but it's not going to respond right away. So you have to kind of guess what it's going to do. I had some really poor guessing going on. <laughs> so I was at the front while she was steering, and it did not feel that bad. So she did a great job. Thanks. Good. Appreciate it. Um, because Ashley did not learn to sail this week and instead just worked on her tank. Yep. She even had the option. He was like, all right, everyone gather around. And I think two people like just kind of sat around and took naps and then everyone else kind of did some type of participation. Yeah, it was fun. Or got chances to practice stuff. I untied some ropes. That's about all I've done all week to make the ship run. (laughs) Learned there are no ropes on a boat. Each rope has its own name. What are the names of the ropes for the buoys? I don't don't know. (laughs) I feel like those should be called ropes. Buoy buoy strings. Lines. (laughs) Lines. Lines. Yeah. Because other ones are like stern lines or... Yeah. the only ones I remember. But right. they are rope. Even right. if Technically, they're, not they're rope. rope. Yeah, so that's kind of some of the highlights of the week. And anybody else have any highlights? Did anybody have any more like unexpected things? I think I didn't know really what to expect. And so everything was kind of unexpected, but unexpected in a good way. Like I expected probably to get seasick, and it did, but it wasn't that bad. So just to be clear, when we're saying seasick, our boat is actually, like, no one on our boat has thrown up yet. Right, So yeah. we've done well. Like, people have had sort of a upset stomachs to sort of wanting to sleep. But I'd say we've done really well when that's it comes true. to seasick. Yeah, that's so far. true. I, I found an unexpected thing in that I can go down to the bottom of the boat and read, and my seasickness goes away. Wow. Which is, like, opposite of what you would expect. Yeah. But if I just go down into our room and I read, then I feel fine. Ah, that's good. Yeah, Jason was like, can you go get this from our room? Because if I go down there, it's going to be really bad. Yeah, if I went below, if I went in the cabin while we were like at sea, I got sick really quickly. Let's just say like these were choppy days. It was apparently not really that choppy. choppy. Who said that? Sergey. Sergey. Yeah. He said we were like at like one meter swells. And in Greece, they can get like two or three meters. I'm really glad we weren't in Greece. I think everybody that's outside of our kitchen right now thinks we're... Crazy. <laughs> a little strange. That's okay. We've, we're kind of like the odd people out anyway. They're all more like... Cool. <laughs> <laughs> it is catered. Stiff. It's catered to like singles, young professionals, maybe some couples. I'm not sure how many married couples actually go on this trip. Uh, yeah, I think it's mostly us. But like last night, we were coming back from dinner and going to bed. They were going out to dinner. So <laughs> that's pretty typical. That should like give you a good idea as to... The diversity of the group that we have. Yeah. But everyone's been really nice. Yeah. And we're the only Americans and the rest of them are Brits or Australians or Malaysians that live in London. So they all have funny accents and here we are. We could be the one with the funny accent. You are the one with the funny accent. We've talked about it. Okay. We're not giving a very diverse representation of Americans, but we're all okay with it. But we're from diverse parts of the states. Yeah. Iowa, Louisiana, Washington. Texas. Tennessee, Texas, all over the place. All right, so back to some of the unexpected. Um, one unexpected thing is that Ashley had actually been to most of the places on the <laughs> So we got on the plane to get here, and Ashley's like looking through pictures from her last trip to Turkey, and apparently... Katie posted a picture on Instagram of the harbor, and Ashley was like, oh my gosh, I've been there before. And so there are actually several places on this trip that Ashley had been to 
prior to this trip whenever she was here the first time. So it's been kind of funny because we've joked with her that maybe she was on a med, med sailor's trip the first time around. <laughs> I was not on a med sailor's trip the first time around. I just didn't plan the trip and I didn't really pay attention to where we were. But as soon as we go to somewhere that I've been, I remember it. Like, remember that time that we were on the bus and we passed through one of the towns and, like, all of a sudden you're like, oh, I've been to that restaurant. <laughs> and we're like, what? Yeah, that happened. <laughs> yeah, but, I was on the way back into town. Yeah. Yeah. What are more of your questions? Another topic I thought we could cover is now that we've been on a trip, like, what would be some advice that we would give somebody else? I would say to go on a sailing trip would be my advice. Do you hear that, folks? Even if it's not on your bucket list and you think your wife is crazy, just go ahead and go. Yeah, it's been great. Sorry, you need to say that a little louder. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think I got it. I think I got it. And then you say, and your wife is awesome for recommending it. For giving it to me for my birthday. You're welcome. Happy 30th, babe. Happy birthday to you. I was about to join in. I think my advice would be to kind of find out what the particular sailing company caters to or what kind of people generally go because if you really want to just relax and lie around on the boat and get a lot of sleep and be chill, then getting on a boat with a bunch of college students who want to go out and party every night is not going to be as fun for you. So I think either filling up the boat, kind of how we did, we mostly have just similar like-minded couples that we kind of already knew. Um, If you can do that, that's good. Or going with a company that you know is not going to just be expecting you to go out and drink at a bar every night. Or if that's your plan, plan for one of those. That was actually one of my goals for inviting Ashley and Eric and then them inviting other people is because I was, I think you could only put a certain amount of people on a boat. And so if we get somewhere between six and eight people, then we would at least have a whole boat full of people. We'd at least have the majority that we could stage our mutiny about. I read Treasure Island on the boat, so I know all about mutinies. Is that why you brought up that we're going to just go commando on the ship and go to Greece? Why did we talk about that? <laughs> I don't think that's what you meant to say. <laughs> I don't mean going commando on a boat. Not commando, going, um, going rogue. No, that was from a different conversation. <laughs> Although we did see several Germans going commando on boats. Yes, they did. And mm-hmm. off boats. <laughs> And being pulled behind boats. <laughs> it was fairly awkward. New beaches are not a thing in Turkey, but apparently you can just get naked in any coves. If you're German. If you're German. Yeah, I think you have to be German. That's a rule. Or Spanish. Shout out to TS. <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't know TS, but... No. Yeah, what other advice? Um. Yeah, anything else? Well, I said that in the future that you're going to have to pay more for a catamaran. I think it might be worth it, especially uh, if you want to actually just like relax and everything. We heard there was a little bit of boat envy because our boat is like twice the size, three times the size of the other people's boats, right? Yeah, and it's so It's nice. huge. And we just have like a huge sitting area in the back and in the front, so there's a lot of room to spread out. Yeah, they'll have to pay a little bit more. They had like this Premier, Premier Plus, and then the Catamarans, but Catamarans are new, so it wasn't even an option. So I would say one of the good things is Med Sailors was really good about getting back to us. And so like right before the trip, I was really worried about it being hot on the boat. And so I asked about bringing a fan. And we we actually brought a fan, but they had a fan in every room. And I don't know if that's the same on any of the other boats, but 
just if you have any questions to always email the person, they, the company they could tell you. One thing I would recommend is to pack light because we keep talking about how much space we have, but it's still a small boat and you still don't have a crazy amount of space. Our bags have just blown up all over our room and it's really kind of hard to walk around in there right now. So pack light. And yeah. by walk around, she really means there's about two feet of space at the foot of your bed. There's no room on either side of the bed and then you have a little closet. Although we are fortunate in having a much larger space overall, you're still in close quarters. You could really pull it down to very minimal clothing. I've turned out to wear pretty much the same the thing, same every, thing day. every day. Yeah, you mean you wear your swimming suit and a shirt and maybe change to go into town in the evenings, but otherwise, yeah, not too much. Well, you're jumping in the water two or three, four times a day, and so you don't really get all that nasty. If yeah. you're a guy and you don't mind putting the same shirt back on multiple times, I think I've only used three shirts all week. Well, one of them was sitting out there for a while, so. Yeah, well, see, now it's not what you wear. Smells good. <laughs> <laughs> smells like Z. You might want to also bring some sturdy shoes. <laughs> cool story. Thanks. Yeah. Oh, well, we we did a, a quite a bit of things outside. Like yes, we yeah, played in the water a lot, but we we hiked in a gorge, which is one of the places I had been before. And I mean, in this gorge, it's like you're walking through water. Well, it's kind of gross water. It's more just limestoney water, but. Your feet get wet and there are lots of rocks and things, so, and mud. You don't want to bring, you know, nice leather sandals just to mess them up or whatever. And then we sturdy shoes like Chacos or Tebas or things like that. Yeah. Or tennis shoes that you can get wet. Trainers, as they say outside Trainers of America. In the UK, Kiwis and Aussies. Something that was an unexpected surprise that I didn't get to say earlier, I forgot, was. The one morning we decided to take a hike to go see an ancient, ancient village. It's not ancient. Not ancient. It was a hundred years old or something. Yeah. So it's an old abandoned village that still has a village in the valley, but the old village is up on the hilltop and people just didn't, probably like a whole slew of stories to tell about this village. Yeah. Turkey and Greece signed a treaty and... For some reason, that treaty meant that all the Greeks had to leave this town. And so they just all abandoned it. And for some reason, the Turks didn't want to live on the hill. So they just settled in the valley. And so all of these Greek houses from 1920 were just left there to to go to ruin. And it was really cool. Yeah, so the city's called Karakoy. And we had to hike 40 minutes to get there. We get there, and I thought maybe there was just going to be like 20 houses or something. It was like massive. It was a, a community of people. So like maybe, what would you say, like 500 houses? Maybe more? No, not 500. It You didn't see. It wrapped around this other side I mean, of the mountain. We didn't see the whole thing. We probably only saw 300 houses. But yeah. there were more that we couldn't hmm. see. So there's like an area you could see. It has a great view. And then it ends up wrapping around this other side of the mountain. You can't see my hand movements right now, but I'm showing you all I what it looks you. like. Yeah. It was cool. It was really cool. It was really cool. So that was a plus. And I would say one of the advice that I would give is go out and get to see the areas that you're going to visit. Like go visit the town, walk off the beaten path a little bit, see the sites like the ancient ruins and kind of get to know the area. I would say even if that's not your thing, you should still do that for a couple of places that you go. It's worth getting to know the area that you're visiting. Unless you don't want to. (laughs) so the last question is would you do something like this again yes i would yeah maybe (laughs) 
don't like being seasick. That was the only thing. Other than that, I would definitely do it again. Yeah, well, I mean, that was my answer. You know, I'll be bored in my house. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the wine says. Yeah. We did talk about this, and we said there are other options. There's other companies to go through. It might be better if we could go with, like, a sister company where we can kind of charter our own boat and get our own group of people and kind of come up with our own schedule instead of kind of being on a set timeline, itinerary, and a set group, and we're only by ourselves with the people that we want to be with. And so I think we're just an older group for the group that this caters to, and I think the next trip, if we did something like this again, would be through a private company. That sounds good. Thanks, guys, for being on our podcast. Thanks for having us. Yeah. And thanks for going on vacation with us. Absolutely. Yeah. Where to next? Hey friends, this is episode... I don't know. They finally forgot. (laughs) I know, I know. (laughs) Yeah, but we should all do it now. Like, we should all say, this is episode 17. See, this happens every time. I'm like, we should do this. And Jason's like... (laughs) (laughs) This is like the worst part ever. There are a lot of rules to be in a podcast. And I break every single one of them every time. Well, while it's boosting it. (laughs) Well, I mean, after, after the fact. Let's see how loud this one is. Oh, hey, that's good. Yeah, that's good. good <laughs> you know, it's a good beer when it peaks the soundboard. I would say even if <laughs> even if you don't like what your advice is, do it unless do it. you don't and want unless to. You don't then, like to. Then don't bother. Yeah, that's the non-committal like millennial talk. Sorry, we're still debating on if we're friends enough to do that, and if Jason will let Katie. And give her the credit cards. So that she <laughs>